coming up we talk about john's last two weeks in the park his real life experience with genie lightning lane genie plus all that stuff and this year's night of a million lights Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away. But I have been looking at houses that are around 20, so I might have to increase. I don't know. Oh, oh boy. Then we're going to have to do, what, 20 <laughs> to 1,000? <000? laughs> yeah. right. Unless you move, you need to move further away than... 2000 then we could uh, yeah we could uh, well, i'm not gonna move i'd have to be in like canada or the west coast or somewhere <laughs> uh, like somewhere that. near california washington state somewhere up there yeah i don't think i could afford land houses up there <laughs> maybe south dakota or something. maybe south dakota there's a lot of people moving out there yeah so that that could be i don't think my wife would appreciate that i think the only move that we'll be making is maybe closer to you then then what would we call it you know i don't, I don't know what we call the podcast then near it... and near <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay john uh have you know we took the week off did a best of and and i do want to say uh happy thanksgiving weekend to folks i know we're timeless but most people listen to this uh you know pretty close to when we record it so it should be for many of you uh thanksgiving weekend and uh hope everyone's having a good holiday um john you've had two weeks in the park to gather up experiences to talk so we're just you know more or less this podcast today is going to be about what you've seen and done the last two weeks which has been quite a lot i mean with the genie stuff and with your visit to the parks and uh give kids the world night of a million lights uh that's that should be good enough to really put a lot of content into this podcast so why don't you, you know why don't you yeah. go ahead and start yeah and i'm gonna talk about the contrast too between years past and this year with things too so okay. anyway uh i guess it would be sunday the Sunday the 7th, actually. That's a while ago. So a couple of Sundays ago, I went to Epcot during the day. And I really didn't do much there. I, I, uh, you know, I took some pictures, walked around the World Showcase. You know, uh, I rode Spaceship Earth. And, you know, I, I like to do that on Sundays. And then later on that night, <coughs> again, it was not eventful there. I went to... Disney Springs again for some reason. I know. Um, you know how much I love Disney <laughs> I Springs. You very rarely go there. That's it's a little bit of a surprise. Well, I I think I went because I saw that the uh, the uh, tree trail was back up, and I always liked that. You know, well they used to have a place called the Tree Trail at Disney Springs, 
And it was over by the Bippity Boppity Boutique near the Christmas store, like back in that area. And, you know, they had all the trees set up and they all had their own themes and things like that. And they would play Christmas music and it would snow and Santa Claus would be there. And it was it was really nice. It was a place you could go for free and enjoy, you know, the snow, the Disney uh, Snope or whatever it's called. And I always liked that. It's one of the few times I did enjoy Disney Springs. But the last couple, <laughs> the last couple of years, <clears throat> the last couple of years, they've been, they changed it to the Disney Springs Christmas Tree Stroll. And what that is, they they have themed trees, but they spread them all throughout Disney Springs. And you know, you can get a map and go and find them all. And I honestly just don't like it as much. I, if you have any experience with Disney Springs around the, especially around the holidays, but basically any, you know, any weekend or anything like that, it is so crowded there, so difficult to walk. It's a free thing that Disney does that everybody can go to. And, you know, as they increase their prices on tickets and that, you're naturally going to see a lot of people who live nearby that can't afford to go to Disney anymore. And so Disney Springs will get more and more crowded to get a little bit of that Christmas feel. And I think it's great they do it. But again, the crowds just walking there can be difficult. Like Literally walking outside is not easy. It's that crowded. Getting in, there's lines for security. And um, it, it's, it, it just can be overwhelming and... Anyway, I went and I did see some of the trees and some of them are really nice. I I did not see all the trees because at night it's very difficult to see them very well. But they're pretty because of the lights. So they look better at night, but you can't really see the theming well at night. Where when they had it on the Christmas tree trail, there was lights there. So you could just see the whole tree night or day. You could just see it. Now it's very hard to see at night, but it looks better. So I guess it's a hit and miss so i went around to uh you know look at some of the trees and these they they still do the uh, disney snow soap in the one area turns out it was clogged up the night i was there my wife pointed out they could see this the, the machine up there had all the suds against the side which meant it was just it wasn't working so mm. i didn't get any of the disney snow and uh you know we went into world of disney it was awful. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And here's the bad thing, though. I uh, My idea in going down there, I was like, well, you know, you usually Sundays aren't as bad as like Fridays or Saturdays and stuff. And I decided I really wanted Earl of Sandwich. I haven't had that in a long time. And I'm like, that's what's going to make going to Disney Springs worthwhile. You know, I'm like, I'm going to get Earl of Sandwich. And I have been there so many times where the line is all the way out the door and it doesn't even matter. They can handle lines so well there that, it, you know, 10 minutes you'll be through. Well, it took me about 40 minutes mm. and it was a line and it, I waited and I waited and I waited. And of course, there's nowhere to sit anywhere. So I, I just ate it as I walked out, you know, through the crowd. So. Hopefully there's no COVID around because I'm going through thick crowds having to eat while I walk, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, just imagine the the coughing and breath and the big mm -hmm. thick crowds everywhere. And I'm literally eating in the middle of it. So, 
But that's the seventh, so I'm still around. Worked out all right. Is but do you yeah. think that's is that because they're they're having problems with finding employees or? I I don't know any specifics, but that would be my guess because I've waited in that line many many times and. Earl of Sandwich at that location was always just top notch. Like, you know, like I that's one place where I would see a big line and I'd be like, it's not a problem. They will process you through so quick. It's but again, in this case, it took longer than I if I would have known how long it was going to take, I wouldn't have done it. And then I saw, too, they say they said, oh, you can order online, scan here. My wife did that right at the end of the line. And they wanted a two ninety nine service fee twice, oh and I'm like, my sandwich is only seven dollars. They wanted yeah. six dollars in service fees, and then I saw the table where they do do the pickup. It was closed, so you'd have to fight the crowds to go to the front counter. And then there was a sign there saying to tell somebody if you ordered online, so they can. T- and I'm like, well, I. I I literally would have to go up there, fight fight all the people away from the counter to get the attention of the guy who's doing the stuff to tell them that I ordered online. I'm like, that is just so bad. I'm not, I I'm not doing that. So I I waited, and again, the sandwich was awesome. I loved it. I don't regret doing it, but I probably it, it's just sad that everything I love about Disney is not fun anymore and not working properly. So I'm not. I do not plan on getting Earl of Sandwich with any type of line there again. So I, mm-hmm. I, sad, but anyway, that was the big, biggest takeaway from that. Uh, Disney Springs is still pretty, but it's going to be so crowded and it's going to be hard to get anything there. And I'll, a little bit later, I'll tell you about another trip I took there. But anyway, that's it for that day. Then, and you could probably see a theme with this that I've started to do. Um, it was on Friday. It was on a Friday, and my mom and stepdad had got here like on Wednesday. And so on Friday night, I was like, "Well, let's go to the resorts and look at the, we'll look at the parks, or no, we'll look at the Christmas trees and you know the gingerbread house and all that." And I've done that so many times, and it's it's never an issue. It's it's pretty easy to do. So anyway, I didn't want to break any rules, and my mom has a temporary handicap pass because she uh, uh, she has a bad knee and she's she's scheduled for back surgery so long walks are not her friend right now so you know i i went to the magic kingdom the park because i figured i will just get on the resort monorail and we'll get off and look at the look at the tree and the decorations and stuff at the resorts just for fun well the magic kingdom every single handicapped spot was gone Mm. all of and you know i don't have any experience with this i had never used one and i was just like there are so many spots and yet every one of them is gone and i'm like i i i guess that happens a lot i don't know i've never and anyway i i i went to turn around to go out and i was going to see if i could park on the other side well i talked to the cast members there and they were not helpful at all they told me no there's no handicaps things there and i'm like well what do you think i should do and they were like well i don't i was like i said never mind i just drove away i'm like that's fine completely two of them together i interrupted their whatever they were talking about i guess so typical typical stuff as of late Anyway, I drove to the Polynesian and we were going to get 
food at the Polynesian, but we were going to get Captain Cook. So that does not qualify. That's quick service. It doesn't qualify as a meal to, for parking and stuff. So anyway, I pulled up. I told the security guard, you know, my mom can't walk far. Every single handicapped spot was gone at the Magic Kingdom. And we wanted to come to the Polynesian to eat. And, uh, you know, would it be all right if I at least dropped her off there, you know, so that she didn't have to walk? He said, oh, if you're eating, he goes, so you're eating here? And I said, yeah, he goes, go ahead. And I was like, thank goodness. Just you could tell he was just being nice. I was like, mm -hmm. I, thank you so much. You know, I really do appreciate that. So he so good experience with Castman. You know, I could tell he knew what I was talking about. And it was just like, all right. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. And so because this time of year they don't let you just park at disney hotels it's just too crowded and they don't want people doing that but anyway we we went to the polynesian and it was uh, the christmas tree wasn't up there yet i wonder if they're mm. even doing it this year it's weird mm. that it wasn't up because i thought everything was to be up by the 12th like their thing across the park so i'll i'll check i, I might go tomorrow so again but and then uh we went to take the monorail over to the Grand Floridian and the crowd was so thick and getting in and out of the Grand Floridian was so difficult and such a long wait and just people everywhere. And I was like, you know, I kind of regretted because I'm sitting there thinking I could walk back to the Polynesian in about five, five to ten minutes easy and we're going to be on this crowded monorail train standing with just people jammed in and stop at the uh, you know after we saw the grand floridian we had to stop at the magic kingdom then we had to stop at the contemporary then we had to stop at the tta and then we went back and again i think it was near like a christmas party or something it was just so crowded and such a such a long process and i i, I was kind of disappointed because i feel like i in my mind, I was like, I'm going to show my mom how nice it is to live near Disney. And you could just go and visit the parks and see the nice trees. And it's like, instead, she saw just lines of people and you can't do <laughs> it. <was> just, <laughs> it did not meet what I hoped in my head that I experience all the time when I go there. But anyway, it was still nice. The tree is be beautiful. The gingerbread house is beautiful. We went back to the Polynesian. We got something to eat. And then we went down and stood on the beach to watch um, the fireworks there. And then we went home. But so that was it for that night. And then I'm on Sunday, I'm back to Disney Springs again. <laughs> this is my wife's idea. You didn't learn your day. lesson, did you? Nope. <laughs> and this was extremely frustrating at Disney Springs. This was this was uh, around 1247 or Around noon, between noon and one on a on a Sunday, we got there. And, you know, we had to wait in a line to get through security. And then we had to wait. My uh, a, a couple of us had to go to the bathroom. So there was a line at the bathroom, just a huge line coming out of the bathroom. And then uh, my stepdad didn't eat all day. So my, my wife was like, well, maybe just grab something small since we're going to eat later. How about chicken guy? chicken guy had a line that was queued outside around the corner all the way down by like a wall like it must have been a hundred plus people in that line. And, and then my wife was like never mind i got this 
what do you want from Deluxe Burger? They have mobile order at Deluxe Burger. And, you know, they have good food. And so we did a quick order at, at Deluxe Burger. And, uh, you know, she went to a store and then, you know, hit I'm here a little early because sometimes it takes a while. Well, it said pretty quickly, your food's ready. Come and pick it up. So we went to get it. And they gave us one of those buzzers, the things to carry around. So the food wasn't ready. They gave us a buzzer to hold so they can bring it when our food is ready. And I was like, mobile ordering? I was like, what is? That's not mobile ordering. That's what... Uh, yeah, yeah. And then it took forever for the food to come and you could not get a table. Every table had a queue, meaning not only as people were getting close to the end of their meal, people were coming up to them saying, when you're done, can I have your table and waiting? So the competition for a table was completely impossible. We waited forever and literally too long because we could have just went home and got something to eat by the time we got our food and then we ate it standing next to a wall you know and i was like this is just bad like not fun at all like the amount of competition for a table mobile ordering not not actually being mobile ordering and again i love deluxe burger their fries are so good their burgers yes, are great are. but that is not mobile ordering. Mobile ordering, you're called to pick up your food when it's ready. You don't get a buzzer and say, go out with everyone else and good luck. It'll be out eventually. That's not mobile ordering, at least not anywhere else on property. So anyway, I left Disney Springs with my normal thoughts of, I hate Disney Springs. I don't ever <laughs> want to go back to Disney Springs. I wish they'd just demolish Disney Springs. <laughs> All my normal thoughts of, of, disdain for disney springs so but i did take a few more pictures of the trees and you know they're pretty but wonder hey, wonder if blaze pizza had a similar like wonder what their uh, whole mobile they don't do mobile like. ordering oh they don't so, okay but they do still process food re really well so they're i think they're still fine i just we only picked what we picked because you know it, we thought it'd be quick and easy or at least not waiting in line but yeah i was wrong so anyway, Sunday night, the reason we just wanted something light was I had dinner at Boma scheduled. And uh, so we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge was beautiful. It was not that crowded. It was the tree was up. The tree was is just so nice. It's got to be one of the nicest trees on property, too. So, you know, we did that. Uh, the food was great. I, I really do enjoy the food. It was just as good as I remember. Um, some of the salads that I ate are the same as they have at Sanaa, which is at the Kadani Village part. And I've already gotten like the salad sampler there. Same kind of salads were at Boma that you can just scoop out and eat what you want. Um, even the desserts were really good. I, just, I really think you can't go wrong with Boma for lunch or or no, I don't think they have lunch, breakfast or dinner. It is expensive though. I think it was fifty dollars a person. Mm -hmm. So if you're not hungry, um, my daughter was working, so she couldn't go. And I thought to myself, thank goodness, because she probably would have said, "I'll have one piece of bread and maybe a <laughs> cupcake or something." She'd be like, "I'm not eating anything." So is it was, a price fixed menu? Oh yeah, it's a it's a that yeah. I, I need to men, men, mention that for people that don't know, it's a buffet. Oh, okay. Okay. And I didn't know that was a buffet. 
And which, what's surprising, mm. so many buffets just went away forever. This buffet is back. So, mm. I mean, we're all up there in line next to each other getting our food. We're seated right next. They're not even seating people six feet apart. So, mm. you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's straight on buffet time. Yeah. I thought they went to, like, a more family style. I didn't realize they brought a buffet back there. I think... I don't know of any other place at Disney that did bring a buffet back. I might be wrong because I didn't look, but I could have sworn like the beer garden and stuff. Like it's not buffet anymore. You, it's. I think the Crystal Palace is buffet again now, isn't it? I heard that. I, I thought it I heard wasn't that it when was. I was there. Yeah, I would I definitely they're... try it again as a buffet, but as a the meal one was just one of the worst meals I've had at Disney. So. Yeah, you're not the only one that has a thoughts. Yeah. So anyway, the resort was awesome. The food was great. Um, the de- even the desserts were just great. I had a lot of the desserts. I I enjoyed all of the food there. I don't think there was there was nothing there that I ate and I was like, oh, not that. I'm not gonna eat. Everything was just so good. And uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge is just so pretty, and there's just so much to see there. And like I said, decorated for Christmas. It's just so such a great place. So. Not all my reviews are nice. <laughs> Disney Springs was unpleasant, but mm. you know. And food-wise, Earl of Sandwich is still awesome food. The sandwich was as good as ever. Just the waiting was much longer than it used to. So the following day, I'm back to Epcot, and this is where I have just a little bit of experience with the Lightning Lane and Genie Plus and all that. So that this is where that part comes in. Um, I had things to do in the morning and I was like, I don't want to open up the park with my mom anyway. It opens at 10 and opening crowds are just so aggressive and in a hurry and it's not going to be a good experience for her. Only go to the parks once. And we only wanted to go on a handful of rides. So it's not like we needed to be there first thing. So anyway, I, I, you know, we got there around 1130 and, um, this is a funny thing. My daughter thought it was hilarious. Every line was backed up and not moving to get in the uh, the the uh, ticket queue, you know, where you scan your card and finger. And I looked at my family there and I said, you know, there's going to be open things up there. It's just people will not go around and use the one. If one person has trouble, everyone just stands there. And I walked right up front past about 50 people scanned my card put my finger in, and walked right through the park i looked <laughs> at my daughter and i i i, I did like the, the i did like this thing i was like yeah it's like just <laughs> and she just started laughing she was like i can't believe he does that and i'm like if everybody did that we'd all be in like one yeah. guy has, has a problem they hold up their flashing light there's still there's two machines there and they always want you to be using one if one's open and the people just stand there. So I literally walked all the way up, did it and just walked right through. I've done that many times. So if you see somebody do that, you think to yourself, what a jerk. They just went in front of everybody. I reduced the line and y'all should do that too. There are two ticket machines there. Use If one is down, use the other you know if it's open use it that's the you will never get a complaint from the people at the ticket thing because they'll that i i think they got sick of telling people that they don't even try anymore so so that's the way they work but anyway walked right to the front (laughs) 
<laughs> I was quite proud of myself. I should have recorded it and made like a TikTok out of it and be like, did Disney hack yeah. <laughs> number 842? <laughs> Just walk right up to it. Man, yeah. no need to wait. Yeah. But. Anyway, uh, so we just wanted to do a few rides there towards the front of the park. And th this is where my experience with Lightning Lane comes in. And remember how we said last week, uh, two weeks ago, we were like, you know, you don't really need Lightning Lane for Epcot. There's mm -hmm. not that much that you could use with it. You know, there's only a handful of rides, whatever. Well, enough people are using it that all of the rides are difficult now and i remember this happened when fast pass fast pass plus first came out all of a sudden it's like figment 30 minute wait it's like why is anybody on figment well they got a fast pass plus so they're going it's like and that's what they're doing now i was walking past uh, the seas with nemo and friends and i was like you know that's never i ha i haven't seen a line on that in years i was like it's not gonna well, we waited about 40 minutes in the Seas oh with gosh. Nemo and Friends line. And, you know, most of that time was not moving. So they literally just had the line sit while people came in onesie twosies through the uh, lightning lane. And it was an unbearable amount of waiting for that ride. Nobody even enjoyed the ride. Like my, my, the, my mom and stepdad did not, after all that waiting, they didn't even care about it at all. They were just like, they didn't say a word about it. So that was just a disappointment and painful because I told you before about my sciatic nerve thing. I have not had problems with it in the past couple of years because even when there is a line, it moves. Like I can't stand standing for too long, but I can walk. But standing really, it, it, it bothers the sciatic nerve in my uh, hip and my right leg. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was the first part of, you know, attacking my leg, <laughs> standing. Then we went to uh, Soren, and I think it said like a 40-minute wait or something. But I've been on it a lot in the past, like, six months. And even when it says that, it usually turns out to be, like, half that, you know? So, I, you know, I I said, yeah, we'll be fine. It's not that bad because there's three things now. It's not as popular as it used to be. Anyway, I, I should have done stop motion. I did record it standard, but it would have been so much more effective in stop motion. I, I, we stood there all the way at the entrance and probably about 20 minutes went by. We didn't move at all. And I'm like, this is just scary. And then like another like five minutes and we moved like 10 people. And I was like, this is unbelievably like just they are holding back people so terribly. I mean, I watched the people going through the lightning lane line. And I'm like, there's not enough people to justify the amount we're waiting. I'm like, I wonder if they're like, make, let's run some empty cars. We're not, people need to wait unless they pay, you know? Like, I really, I'm starting to think they're doing that on some rides. Anyway, we did eventually get on it. But again, the wait was horribly painful. So we went to this park and my mom has a bad back and a bad knee. And she waited 40 minutes for one ride and probably like 45 minutes for the next ride. And, you know, it, it's not a, I didn't get that disability pass for her because she's so stubborn. She doesn't want anything. She didn't even want to get the 
the uh, uh, parking pass. So she's one of those people. It's like, I can do it. I can do it. But then she can't. It still keeps insisting she can do it. So anyway, you know, that was horrible. And then I decided let's, let's do li- living with the land because, you know, we're on the way. It's right there. Even that, the whole queue is filled. And again, I think it's because Lightning Lane is distributing people at Epcot, at least in in lines where people don't even want to be. But hey, it's scheduled for two o'clock. So that's where we're going. It's like that's what they do. So, yeah, it was very unpleasant. The amount of it, it, it reminded me why I didn't like the fast pass thing much, because waiting in line is not an issue. And the last couple of years have been great because even if it's a long line, it's like, well, I don't mind walking slow and looking at the queue. It's great. You know, it's, it's part of the fun. But standing still for long periods of time is so such a negative feeling to it, I guess you could say. Like it just it kind of brings everything down. Just sad, like no movement. And I'm like, so anyway, we did the land. It only took about five or 10 minutes, even with a full queue, because not many people were using the lightning lane. But so that 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 one worked out good. And on the way out, we did Spaceship Earth, which basically had no weight, but it stopped so much that it probably took at least twice as long as it usually does, which I didn't mind. Like my stepdad said it was his favorite one there because he said he liked that it kept stopping. It gave him more time to look at stuff, you know? So that's a good perspective too. A guy who's like in his 70s thinks that Spaceship Earth is the best ride they got going there. It's the one he enjoyed the most. He really liked it. And it's like he liked the whole everything about it. And I'm like, well, they would have already changed it if they didn't run out of money because they don't have they're not going to have anything you like you know that's pretty much the direction they're heading so anyway we did that and then we went home for a while well let me ask you what day does this uh did this fall on like during the week say it was monday so this was a monday a monday and crowds were like that and it wasn't really even the crowds right it was just how they were distributing and and faking more or less is what it sounds well, like I, the distribution of the lines. I can't tell what they're doing up front, but it just I did watch the amount of people, and I feel like they 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 were making standby wait until they absolutely had no choice but to let them go, and waiting for every single lightning lane like like. Here's here's what I wanted to say based on my initial timing of it at the entrance. I could be in line for Soren and you could have a lightning lane. You could be in the parking lot in your car and you're still going to go right past me at some point. Like you're literally I'm probably still going to be standing up up front because I've already timed it. I can get to Soren about 10 minutes from the parking lot. So people who aren't even at Epcot yet are going to go in front of you at this point. It's just, and what I was going to say about it is, I think I take back what I said about not needing Lightning Lane. I think it's part of the ticket now. And for people like me who live near nearby, it's not. I'm just going to do a lot less rides because I, I'm not paying for something for a day. Unless, here's the thing too, part of my thought process about moving like I'm considering moving further north 
Not not much, but it could take me as much as 40 minutes to get to the parks. But part of that is, why do I need to go to the parks for two hours when with the crowds and stuff, I won't be able to enjoy it for two hours anyway. So I may as well stay home and just go on a Sunday and maybe buy Lightning Lane for the day and just enjoy a whole day of rides and just go once a week or something. Like it, it may change what I how I do things like that eventually. Like I might just say, Sunday's my Disney day. I'll leave in the morning, get Lightning Lane, park hop at two, and just see what I can do. And that's fine. Because without it, it seems really horrible. Like, just not fun at all. And the Seas with Nemo thing was really disturbing. I'm like, I I wouldn't want to wait five minutes for that ride. That's another one of those rides that they could get rid of tomorrow. I don't think anybody would care. Like, it's just, it's not bad, but it just... It got old quick, which I think they're going to find a lot of these IP-driven things do. Nemo's cute and all, but again, that ride got old quick to me. Like, I liked it, and now I'm just like, bleh, who cares? It's definitely not worth a 40-minute wait, that's for no, darn sure. it's not sure. worth any wait. If I can't yeah. walk on, I'd walk by. That's my... But So that's my experience dealing with Lightning Lane as somebody not using it. And it was painful, and it made me think, uh, everybody's going to pay eventually, and then I don't know what happens. It's just a one big line. That's what happened with FastPass Plus. They eventually distributed so many of them that you could wait 30 minutes in FastPass line or 40 in standby, and I'm, I'd be like, well, there is no FastPass line then. There's just two lines, and that's pretty much what it devolved to over time. I don't know what's going to happen with this. They they you I don't think Disney will limit the number. If people want to buy it, they're going to sell it. It's like hey, until everyone just yeah. pays it and then I don't know what happens. It, There's it going to be one guy left in the standby who waits forever and never gets yes, on the ride. Man. That'll be me. <laughs> yeah, it's, the other it's just unethical. It just seems unethical to me, you know, this this whole thing. Yeah, and a lot of people say, "Oh, well, when you look at how much it costs at Universal, then you can see that it's a bargain and whatever, whatever. Universal just yeah. works, though. You just yeah. walk up to anything. This still, you got to schedule it. Like, I've seen people complaining, saying, saying, uh, you know, it's 9 o'clock. Their next thing isn't till noon. They have three hours. They bought Lightning Lane, but they can't use it. It's like, well, they have to still have to wait three hours, and there's nothing else to do there that they want to do. And I'm like, well, that's a problem, too. So I don't know. I am not a big fan of it the way it's going so far. I do think at this point, I would have to say I recommend that if you're on vacation, just just get it. If you're going to be at the parks all day, just get it. There's not I, I hate to say it, but buy less Disney stuff. I don't know. That's all I can say is that it's part of the cost at this point. It's I could not imagine if I was on vacation, I would not go before before i would not get it probably and it's not for good reasons it's ridiculous so basically you're, you're just getting the old fast pass but now you get to pay for it. i don't know but anyway here's my other experience we the other thing my uh, mom and stepdad wanted to do was to ride flight of passage because my mom had ridden it a couple of years ago and she really wanted her her husband to ride on it and see how great it was and uh you know that that said like 85 minute wait so my wife we bought um 
I don't know. Is it still called Lightning Lane? But or Disney Plus, where you have to pay for the ride. We paid like sixty dollars. Yeah, it's Lightning for, Lightning Lane. We paid sixty dollars for five of us to use the Lightning Lane and just walk on. And I did that because my mom was not going to make another 80 minutes. So it's like she's either going to say it or not. So in this particular case, I was kind of glad I had the option because you couldn't get Fast Pass Plus for this thing. It was sold out immediately at the maximum date for vacationers and never came up. So without the paid option for this, my mom and stepdad most likely would never ride that again. So... Again, I guess that's a positive thing, although it cost me 60 bucks. But I walked out and didn't buy a single thing at Disney that day. So it made me feel like it was a wash then, you know. Gift shop, nah, nothing. <laughs> Food, yeah. nope, nothing. I already paid my 60 But again, like we talked about before, Disney got $60 of pure profit versus $60 minus uh, supplies, material, service, employees you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. they win but again it's i'm kind of grateful that i could do that i don't see myself doing it much but in this case you know my mom and stepdad are like 70 and they rarely come to disney and they got to see that so that's a that was a positive thing for me that we could do that well i can tell you that if things like this continue Here's the uh, here's the backlash that they're going to get from a lot of people, and and I'm kind of sensing that you're going to eventually have some considerations here too. You're going to have to think to yourself, how many times are you going to go to the park and buy that genie, and then weigh it into the annual pass thing. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that aren't going to buy their annual passes anymore. I can tell you that if it's like that when I go down here in December, it's supposed to be a light crowd week. Go down there for three days in the middle of the week, and if it's like that then, uh, I don't know if I'll get my use out of the annual pass again. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not worth the aggravation. I'd just take the loss because I'm not going to pay a a ton of money extra on what I've already paid. Plus, i got to pay... buy tickets for my kids right if i bring any of them down plus i gotta fly down there and i gotta do all that stuff stay at one of the resorts you know if if i fly down um so i mean there's gonna be a backlash here on all this stuff eventually uh it it won't be at first because people will just you know 80 percent of people will just be vacationing and they'll be like oh okay this is all part of it at first but Disney really relies heavily on their fans and they roll their eyes at that and they don't like fans and they don't like all this stuff anymore. The annual pass holders, but eventually this is going to backfire on them with those people, you know, people like you and I, I I really feel that way. Like I won't buy another annual pass if this is the way it's going to be, you know? Well, what I'm trying to do is if I eventually move, which I probably will, but I don't know if it'll be next month or next year at this point. Like, I'm not, I won't move unless I find a house I really like. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that to be a little closer to Universal via the back way. Like, I want to mm-hmm. take the Florida Turnpike to Universal because that's a toll road. So it's a little less crowded where I can get there more consistently because Universal just, 
feels more like my future, you know, like what I really like. And if I didn't live this close to Disney, I'm not saying I wouldn't go to Disney at all. But I think it may be years in between at this point for me. If I still lived in Pennsylvania, I feel like I'd go down as much. But yeah, although who knows? I say that I, I'm probably going to Disney tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> of well, course, kinda, I can say that. I, I'm kind of anxious to find out though if this isn't just like part of the first couple months of worth of glitches and stuff, or whether this is actually going to be. You know, because of the crowds or, or what have you, you know. I mean, I'm really anxious to see what happens when we get down there to see. Because it's like night and day, John. It's going to be like completely different from when we were down there at the end of September, beginning of October to now with this new system. It seems like listening to you and other people that everything is completely different. Like it's kind of a mess is what it sounds like. Wow. Uh, I also heard, and again, this is vague, vaguely recollecting what somebody else had said but i could have sworn i saw a news article or something that said the crowds at disney world are are surpassing pre-pandemic crowds so it's mm. more crowded than it was before the that's yeah i don't know and yeah that's what i wanted to mention too speaking of pandemic stuff uh, you know i love the pandemic i hope it lasts forever <laughs> i just think it's great i agree with everything the government tells me but on a on a negative note though i'd like to i'd like to say uh, waiting this long in lines with the mask on when there's not many places you have to wear it anymore i don't know about pennsylvania but in florida yeah. i don't have to wear it anywhere for the most part but at disney world you do and only inside which is which was you know that was acceptable it's really starting to weigh on me with these long wait lines. Like when I'm sitting in the line for like an hour, I'm getting those, the flashbacks of when the pandemic was fresh and the back of my ears, the cartilage of my ears would hurt from, from, uh, you know, have wearing a mask for so long and stuff. I'm mm. like, it's been a while since I felt like that. And that feeling of walking out of like the pavilion at Epcot when you're done, like, Oh, it feels so good to have breathing, to fresh air. You know, it feels that's been a while since I. it's been like that because the lines haven't been that bad. I feel like I'd put it on and off. And again, Disney's holding on to that forever, it looks like. I, they just really like it. I don't know. Like I, I can't think of any place else that I need it. I, I traveled all the way up to Florida or up to Pennsylvania and back and Tennessee and back. And I didn't need it anywhere. Not even on a public school in Tennessee. Didn't need it. It's like didn't. In Pennsylvania, I didn't need. I thought, you know, everyone hears the horror stories. Oh, Governor Wolf is so strict, and Governor DeSantis doesn't care. He'll let you do anything. It's like, well, I didn't have to wear it at all in Pennsylvania, so yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's not really different, much different between Pennsylvania and Florida, really, right now. Yeah. Uh, you know. But yeah, but it un, universal though too. It's just crazy. Like they're they're that you. They don't make you do anything, and they haven't for a long time. Like, they never reissued the mask thing, even when it got bad. They said they recommend you do to follow yeah. CDC guidelines. That's it. Yep. And again, there are a lot of people with masks if they <clears> want <throat> that, and that's awesome. That's great. You can, but again, they, they they don't make you do anything, and I'm like, wow. And I was going to say, I know all these numbers, COVID and cases and blah, blah, blah. 
none of it corresponds to anything with masks or rules. So the government is not saving any of us, no matter what nonsense they come out with. Cal- California is much stricter than Florida. Right now, they're like more than double our cases, apparently. But again, I really don't care if it's that way or the other way. It just doesn't cor- correspond with the rules. So COVID does what it does. I don't think I'm going to... You can make all the rules you want up, you know, like if 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 we had a magic rock law in Florida where all the people carried a magic rock in their pocket to protect them from COVID, then we'd all say, look, the data shows we have half the cases of California who doesn't have the magic rock. It's like, yeah, it's not the rock. <laughs> I don't know what it is exactly, but it's nothing you guys can do. You know, the government cannot help you or protect right. you, you know. And and we see that around the world. Uh, I mean, every <laughs> there, there's like a lot of mixed results from all the mixed ways that people handle it, and it's yeah. the same results. You know, it's all. The yeah, same. I always say I, I I forget the name of the country, but the country with the strictest lockdown also had the highest number of deaths from COVID. Yeah, I'm like, well, right. I don't. Whatever you're doing, governments. Uh, it ain't working. So. Yeah, Thanks. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying do nothing. I'm not saying don't do. There's no political or, or cultural statement here. It's just, hey, look at the numbers. It's yeah, you like, look at what the data has and do what done? you think is best. And yeah, if you're what concerned, is... <laughs> don't even go. Don't go to a theme park ever again right? if you're worried about it, because that ain't the place. I can tell you, and I've said this before, and I know some people don't want to hear about hear it, but I, I've been to theme parks more times than I can count since this thing happened. If I was going to get it, I would get it there. Definitely. That's there's no matter how many masks I put on, right. it is so it is that you know, they control some things but not others. People don't listen. Kids do whatever they want. It's just you know, and right now they're back to saying no available space. This isn't a single file line. Fill in every available space, and you could feel the breath even through the mask of people all around you. The whole room is thick with breath. If COVID's in that room, you think that mask is stopping it? The, the whole room is hot with people's breath, and they push you close together. If COVID's there, you're getting. It. I have no yeah, question about that. Especially so it's not if it's not, it's not well ventilated, you know, for sure. It's not because you, you know. can feel the temperature as they tell you to push together. When you, yeah. if you can feel the body heat and stuff, like, yeah, from what I understand, I really didn't research it, but COVID is aerosol, meaning it goes right through those masks anyway. So. Mm. Yeah, good luck, guys. But anyway, sorry, I, I get carried away with that. I just thought about how long I had my mask on in that land pavilion. It, my ears were hurting because I rode Soren and uh, living with the land, and it felt so good to get out of there. My ears were just killing me. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I love the government. Thank you, Siri, for everything you do for us. <laughs> Alexa, you too. I appreciate all the billion trillion dollar companies they have they're looking out for me and they love me and protect me thank you <laughs> definitely you're just definitely. saying that because no. uh, tim cook is listening to you you, you know you're, no. <laughs> we know that from previous podcasts when whenever somebody interrupts it <laughs> the government in collaboration with trillion dollar companies has my best interests in mind that's all i know for sure <laughs> Everything else, I just wait for my order. Anyway, yeah. back to back to Disney. Thank goodness they 
will never let go of this mask thing. So <laughs> I just saw it's D23 right now. And yeah. And I did not buy tickets to it. And of course, I would never get invited to it. But it, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't. It looks terrible. Nothing exciting is happening. No real dates. They still don't even know when Tron's going to be done. I'm like, well, Josh Demaro is there. And I don't even think I could pretend with him. I'd be like, I'd be like, you think you're doing a good job? You know, my yeah. wife was an awesome employee. You know, the kind that you are best friends with. And she never got offered anything. She even applied the jobs and was turned, doesn't even get called, like just thrown in the garbage. And if you looked at her record card, I think you'd be a little ashamed of the way your company runs. Maybe you should look into that, you know? So, yeah, it's better that I'm not there because I don't want to meet that guy. I'd probably, I'd probably ru ruin his day. Yeah. I, and, you know, the, um, the cat calls towards him are starting to increase finally, especially from some of the people that supported him and thought he was the greatest in the past. Even some of them, I've, I've been hearing things from some of their podcasts. I won't mention any names um, or, or like, you know, companies, but companies that actually have travel agencies that rely on them as a company are even starting to call him out so and and they used to say he was you know act like he was the greatest in the world so i with that said i think it's very much like he's he's gonna start to um he can show his face and start being all smiley and stuff but the frustration among the people that used to support him is mounting and i really think that the there is going to be a backlash here eventually not not right now because a lot of people are able to travel from different countries and wow. travel across the country and go to disney and all you know they can finally get there and well, all this from, stuff from but, what i say they he keeps himself surrounded by the disney media people who swirl around him clapping for mm -hmm. him and and yeah making little heart eyes at him going, oh, I love him so much. It's like, so you keep that around you enough. It does radiate a yeah. positive thing. An and again, chamber. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. And I'm sure mm -hmm. given the time individually, he would not do, he would, he, he's not happy about things that happen there, I'm sure. But again, the perception ver versus my reality is always so different that it just bothers me. Like, I can't just... I can't look at what I saw and just say, oh, well, you say it's good, then it's good. Oh, mm -hmm. It's like, no, I I don't believe what I'm told. I believe what I see and, and experience. Uh, my experience tells me that he was great in Disneyland, I guess, but not Disney World. He's... Uh, He's never done anything good that I've seen there, so that's that's just yeah. Me. I, I don't think the track record since he's got to Disney World and then later taken over the entire division has been great. And he is kind of on a um, he's he's come in at a bad time. I mean, they're actually uh, I don't know if you heard of the earnings call lately, but and I'm not gonna get heavy into that. But they're spending less money on the theme parks now, and um, uh, you know. I, I, I didn't really listen to it, but here's the thing that they've always done. And as somebody who basically mostly just likes the theme parks, I've noticed that the theme parks are that part of the company where they make up stuff, where they make up losses. So they're like, oh, the mov movies are doing bad. Uh, raise the price in the theme park. Mm -hmm. uh, lower, cut the stuff at the theme park, <clears throat> cut costs there. It's like, but the theme park's doing great. 
we need money. This is a company. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, what was that one, like Mars Needs Moms or whatever. Or, I forget. There were some... There were some real Disney bombs that all of a sudden ha- that happened years ago. And I remember after these Disney bombs, they yeah. started cutting things all over the theme parks. I was like, the theme parks are doing great. Well, as a company, if one thing goes down, something else needs to go up. So they keep going back to the same thing. Going, well, what can we cut from here? It's doing great, but we, we need more money to make up for the bad movies we made, you know? Yeah. Uh, what what is that one? It's not Mars Needs Moms. It's the one where the guy was in on Mars. I I can't remember the name of it, but it was one of the biggest flops Disney ever had. Oh yeah, uh, John Carter. Yeah, John Carter of Mars or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that was one of their big biggest flops. And I I remember at the time they did a bunch of theme park cuts shortly after they took the loss. <laughs> and I was I like, remember what? that. I was yeah. like, why? It's like, well, that's what happens when. That it would be a much better company if they didn't have to, if if their bad choices in mo- movies didn't get corrected in theme parks. Bad for me because I don't, you know, I like the theme parks, and that's what I was going to say about D twenty three too. I I I kind of think it might be nice to be a D twenty three member or whatever. But my issue with that is I love some of the stuff like the Disney archives and stuff like they brought out like ride vehicles and that's great. But you know what somebody said they're doing tonight? They're going to preview the first two episodes of Hawkeye, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I don't even want to see that. It's like, I if I went there, what would I do? Go sit in the lobby or I'd be like this? I, I don't even care. I'm, I can guarantee you I will not watch Hawkeye. I don't even care if everyone says it's the best show ever. I just don't. I'm not interested. Don't even I don't I don't have Disney Plus and I don't want it right now. I'm not interested. So again, I don't. I didn't watch my Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, or HBO Max. Still has so many things that I didn't get around to watching yet. I'm not looking for anything new. So, mm. I mean, I'm lo- looking for something new, but I just mean I. <clears throat> there's so much there already. I started watching Doom Patrol, which is really dumb, but good though. It's a DC one. I don't know why. I have a soft spot for DC. Like. Even like Batman versus Superman. I heard it was such a bad movie. And I remember I started to watch it. I watched the whole thing. And I was like, I enjoyed that. You know, I mm. really did. So I don't know. I guess I'm weird. That's just whatever you're into, you know. But but yeah, Hawkeye. He's the guy that when I did see the Mar- Marvel stuff, I'm like, in real life, that guy'd be dead in three seconds because <laughs> Captain Marvel would come by with an energy beam and he'd be collateral damage. Everybody within a mile is dead. It's like he's not going to even survive that. I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't really care what story they apply to him. He doesn't have superpowers. He can't survive battles with godlike creatures. He just can't, you know, it doesn't work that way. So, and no matter what they tell me, I still think that. I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. That mm. would never happen. So. But anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah, we paid to go on Flight of Passage, and that worked out well. And, uh, yeah, I guess the next thing I should say is on. it was on Tuesday night. We went to give kids the world the night of a million lights. And, you know, I, I wanted to take my mom there because she appreciates Christmas lights and everybody appreciates give kids the world so i was like you know it's a, it'd be a fun thing for her 
So we went, and it's so much different from last year. On the on the positive side, there's a whole section that has uh, dancing lights, meaning music comes on and it all dances. And again, it's just like the Osborne lights you used mm. to have. The, mm -hmm. the music and the lights would dance to it and stuff. Um, they have more... They have a different area now. Like they have Boston Market. You can buy some food. They have, uh, you can buy ice cream, pretzels, and merchandise, all that kind of thing. But you cannot go to the places that I went to last year. Last year, and I went to media previews last year, so it's different. But I got to go inside the Star Castle, which is just amazing. I got. They had the merry-go-round there. That the central area where all the kids go is so beautiful and lit up and great. You couldn't go to any of that because kids are there. So mm -hmm. on a positive note, it's reopened again, which is really good. On a negative note, it's not as much to do and see there as there was. They have a tram ride where you wait in line, you get on this tram. It's basically like a truck that has a train o overlay and pulls the cart around and it, it kind of takes you near there, but not that close. You just kind of go around it. And I was like, I was kind of di disappointed because my favorite area was that central part where they had the ice cream store and the, the giant tree guy and the, the star castle and the merry-go-round and a giant mushroom. I'm like, that part was so spectacular and you can't go there anymore. And I was like, well, again, it's give kids the world. It's still worth going. But I can't, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's as good as it was. Well, I guess if you don't like to walk, it might even be better than last year because now you get to ride around and look at the sponsored houses and you get to see dancing Christmas lights, which is a plus. But I, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that really likes walking. So it took me hours before to walk all over the village and I could see everything and and, you know, it just wasn't the same. But again, I can't really complain. The kids are back and they didn't think they'd even be able to do it with the kids there. So I guess this is the compromise they came up with to still have it and have kids there at the same time. Was What were the crowds like there? The crowds when I went weren't bad, which kind of made me a little sad. They were cut. Mm -hmm. It was kind of light. Um, uh and again, I didn't, I'll get in, I, I guess I could stem this into my media thing a little bit. Last year, they invited me out to see it, you know, for a preview. And, you know, I was so excited. I went out, I did it. I actually talked to the people there and then they invited me out for the real media preview instead of just, you know, the first one was just Instagrammers or whatever in general. The second one was for real media, and they, they were like, well, if you'd like to come out, since you have the Universal, we, they wanted me to come back out when the Universal portion was open. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, that would be so great. And, you know, I was really excited. I was like, this is the first media thing I've ever been invited to, you know, like maybe this will be like the start of, you know, getting treated like a real account. Well, I went the next day, I confirmed via email that I was going to be there and this and that. I got there, and th this is last year, I got there and I wasn't on any list. And they said, no, we don't have anything for you. And I was, you know, my stomach kind of sank a little. I was like, oh. And then they, they were like, well, you can still go in. They go, here, you can fill, the, fill out your mm -hmm. own media thing. And I was like, 
So I had to write my own name on the card and everyone was like, and again, I know it's petty. I should be happy to be there. But I was like, what happened? You know, like they just like, and here's the reason I bring it up this year. I did not get invited at all, which I'm not entirely surprised about because I'm not that big, you know, whatever. I, I wasn't getting invited to any other real media things, but I looked a little closer because I didn't even think of, you know, it kind of snuck up on me and all of a sudden I saw it pop up with other accounts. I clicked on some of the things. They invited people people that have followers in the hundreds. Like they invited so many people. Like just they did like a media blasting again. They did not invite me though. And I'm like, that's just weird, you know, because last year I promoted it in my stories where you could swipe right up to buy tickets i promoted it in my account at least once a week throughout the whole season and it got great responses like so many where is this how can i see it whatever and i i was like i i thought in my head they're gonna be really happy they invited me because i'm doing 10 times the promotion most of the other people did it just the night they went and then it went away mm-hmm. and i <clears throat> i I don't. I, I'd like to say I hate to be petty, but it it. I do wonder what happened that 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 kind of thing happens. But so this year, when I saw it, I was like, oh well. I said, I I I I I felt a little resentful that I didn't get invited. But I was like, but give kids the world what they do. Just because the media person in charge there doesn't have me on their list. You know, I, I still support them. So I did a video and I put on there, you know, uh, this is from last year's Night of a Million Dreams. I got 90 some thousand views, thousands of likes, countless shares and this and that. And it made me think I didn't even get invited. And I looked at the Give Kids the World hash or no, the Night of a Million Lights hashtag. The biggest reel was up there supposedly and it wasn't mine and i had double the views and likes that they did and even instagram did i was not if 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 you search night of a million lights my thing didn't come up and then it made me think too I, you, you know you know how i overthink things sometimes i thought about it and i'm like give kids the world shares all the people who promote them like no matter how small like they're always sharing it and i thought to myself they didn't share any of mine last year and they did it again this year, like absolutely none, like no mention, because I could go back and look, uh, because when you share somebody's stuff or tag them, it kind of goes in a message. And I looked back and I was like, they completely did nothing with any of it. And I'm like, there, there, there there's accounts of like 100 fo- followers that they post everything and put it up in their story. And I'm like, does somebody there have a grudge against me? <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. I'm like. I'm like, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, I kick somebody's dog or something like like, uh, they really have it. And I'm like, that's just weird. Because, again, I I did a post this year, um, you know, for support of Give Kids the World and to be a little spiteful just to say, hey, look, I, you know, I'm still here. And it did better than anybody's I've seen yet. And what the heck happened, you know, like, I don't know. I was gonna. It's strange because I I just looked on uh, YouTube 
And last year, Tim Tracker was, uh, you know, he was he did a video on Give Kids the World. And he must not have got invited. Maybe he was busy. I don't know. But I noticed he didn't do anything this year. And, you know, he's kind of the gold standard for Disney YouTubers, you know, more or less. So if he didn't. I don't yeah, know well, if he maybe he got invited, maybe he just was. I doing should other be pretty stuff, high you know. up in the crappy accounts. At least. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree, but what I'm, I'm saying not, is, I'm certainly am not Tim Tracker, but I, I, I'm as basically, far as like the mid level or it's low level guys, I, but I'm looking at it right now: ninety two thousand views, forty six hundred likes, seven hundred and four shares, four hundred and ten saves. That's pretty good, mm-hmm. you know. For, for just a quick clip from last year. But again, I, I looked at Night of a Million Lights and I don't even show up under the hashtag. Like I scrolled through. Normally, as far as likes and uh, views go, I'm number one, but I don't even show up there. So there's a there's something weird going on with that. Oh, I don't know. I'd reach out to them. Maybe you should reach out to them. I thought about that and my daughter kind of rolled her eyes at me like, yeah, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to harass the, a charitable or, or organization saying, what about me? You know, it's like, no, I just say yeah. I, I, you could just say, <laughs> hey, um, here's my stats this year from promoting your event. I was invited last year to the media event. And, you know, I just say I would like to be uh, if at all possible. I, I, you know, here's my stats when I promoted your events. And I didn't even get invited this year. I'd just like to be on your media list for anything you do in the future, you know, and and well, leave it at that. You don't have to harass them. Well, I just couldn't think of a nice way to say it without making me sound petty or something. But here's the positive for all of you out there that are like, this guy's an idiot. <clears throat> Mad at give kids the world because he doesn't get credit. What about the kid? It's like we bought five, five or six tickets we bought. So we, we I still went. And I still am promoting it. I'm still mm-hmm. posting it. I paid to go. And within minutes of arriving, we probably spent about $600 on merchandise immediately when we got in there. My mom bought everything. She just wanted all the stuff. And then we went further in. We spent another couple hundred dollars. So again, we support it. My my wife filled out the paperwork to volunteer to be a hairdresser there. So we, it isn't like we're uh, against Give Kids the World. Yeah. I just, I it just bothered me because I was so excited last year when they did invite me, and I wanted to do such a good job to impress them that I really thought that if they invited anybody back, I will be on that list because I tried as hard as I could to promote them as much as I could. And then to just be completely ignored and never mentioned in any story or never acknowledged in any way that I posted anything. And then you literally see just really bad stuff, like things that got no reactions. They're sharing it in their story. And I'm like, I feel like they share everybody in their story, but not me. And I'm like, there must be some, she's probably blonde and heard of all the bad things I said about <laughs> blonde social media people. <laughs> probably. <laughs> she probably said, F this guy. He's not coming yeah. in when you're here. I'm you you just need to put, just put your daughter in your videos uh, one time or two times and just have her say something briefly, <laughs> like one sentence, and then you'll be good. And then you'll be like, see, I like blonde girls too. You get invited <laughs> everywhere then. Disney will reach out immediately. Girl. Like right. <laughs> oh man but anyway yeah i know it's petty so i've been 
But again, just I don't just think for, so. I think you're just trying to just figure for out perspective, what's going on. Though, you know. I really was so happy that I was my first thing ever to be real media. And then I really tried to, and I talked to them. The one guy's name is Omar. I talked to the, I don't remember the other person's name. I talked to them in person though. And I tried, you know, and uh, Omar even follows me and, and he's not a social media, but he does work for them. He's involved in it. And again, uh, just, just weird. Like, I don't know why I always end up in a weird spot of, uh, it seems to happen to me a lot. Like this is not uncommon for me. <laughs> but anyway, give kids the world. It was still a lot of fun. Less walking now. So, it, and the dancing lights were really good. So, it's it's enjoyable, and I definitely recommend uh, going to see it if you can. And it's even more like the Osborne lights than before. I just missed the larger buildings are that kind of engulfed it that's the thing you don't see as much it's more spread out where it is but still good mm. and i guess that's about it for my trips to the park and give kids the world so that was uh <clears throat> you took your mom to the park uh one day and then took her to give kids the world uh, one night and then the like the resorts and the hotels yep. and stuff right well that's, yep. that sounds like it was a a good visit no it's a lot for 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 them that's a lot of stuff so yeah didn't mind at all like so yeah it, it it was nice and the most pleasant parts of all of it was uh was uh animal kingdom lodge and give kids the world the village that 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 was the two highlights. The other stuff was all right, but although I can say they really liked as the lights started coming on in Pandora, they thought that was great too. Like the yeah, the lighting fantastic. at night there. So yeah, that was a big plus. So if you have any older family members, Spaceship Earth and the lights around Pandora, they'll be impressed. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, my mom and my sister uh, and her family. Mom lives with uh, with them, and they live in the uh, northern suburbs of Atlanta. And they're down there right now. They got down there yesterday. So, be interesting to see uh, how they react to everything. He, uh, my nephew, has autism and just doesn't handle lines really well. But I, I believe they got the DAS pass, so they'll probably be able to get through the lines fairly well. But um, It'd be interesting to see what they, they their reaction is to the crowds and everything, because I, I don't think they were looking forward to that part of it. So, well, if that was it, John, how did your social media go for the last two weeks? Well, it went good and it went bad, depending on how you look at it. I, I did break 50,000 finally, so. That's great. Goal net, which is always good. Um, I can't say... Instagram is very frustrating. Um, we had talked before about they they uh, offered a bonus to you know larger accounts like mine for to do reels, and reels relies heavily on music. And I noticed that I what I what I was doing was just making my videos in TikTok and then just saving them and uploading them to the reels, and you know that worked fine. Then then. Instagram came out and said, you know, that their users told them that they don't want to see videos with other uh, 
whatever you call markings on them and stuff. So they're going to start, you know, downplaying them. So basically, if you upload your TikTok, it's not going to do well because Instagram's going to make sure it doesn't do well. And I was like, all right, I will figure out how to do reels. And I did. And I was doing good for a while on it. And I, one of my problems was, though, I couldn't search music. So I looked it up and someone said, oh, change your change your um, uh, category from digital creator to entrepreneur and it'll let you do it. So I did that and then it worked and I made, you know, a bunch of reels. Just the other day, I went to do it and my search doesn't work again. So I looked it up again and it says that only personal account can use the music. And I'm like, well, so all these accounts with millions of followers are personal accounts that are using the music right because they're not so i'm like i don't know In- instagram is so confusing and um, i noticed too i i did a uh, i did a video on tiktok saved it i used the program to scrub the tiktok logo from it so that's not there anymore upload loaded it up and it added the music to it for me. It put me under the category for the music. So it lets me use it. But I just can't search for it or pick it or create it in there. And I'm like, Instagram is really fumbling around on this thing. So it's a bit frustrating. But on the plus side, well, plus and minus, but on the on the plus side, my, uh, my, my reach went way down again. That's the minus side. But I am over a million views so far in my reels for the 30 days and uh you know the maximum i could do is nine million so that sucks that i'm not gonna get anywhere near that but i'm over a thousand dollars in bonus so that is really nice i I really do appreciate that but at the same time they basically you know, they basically clipped my legs again with the reach. And, you know, I went way up and then I went right back down to, you know, more normal cut reach levels. And here's the thing that bothers me. I I was looking for music today because I thought maybe if I could find some Animal Kingdom music, I could add it to favorites and then it will allow me to do it. And it wasn't working. But when I searched the Animal Kingdom tag or a hashtag under reels i saw my videos pop up all over from other people and i was like huh and i posted one of them today there there's a there's an account that it got my they they use my divine video they got a hundred and forty five thousand likes on it guess who's getting paid bonuses for that reel those guys are probably getting the full nine and a half million by stealing videos from people. And I looked, every video says that it's by unknown, respected video owner, please DM for credit or removal. I, I messaged them. They don't write back. They don't care. And if you dare say anything on Instagram, Instagram will threaten you of going against community guidelines. You can't accuse people of anything. So that's against community guidelines. You can't say anyone stole anything or it. Oh, no. So Instagram protects people that steal and promotes them and puts them before me with my videos and allows them to monetize. So again, I'm getting a thousand. This guy's probably getting tens of thousands from stealing other people's videos. A guy, gal, whatever he is. And I'm back to 
not doing that well again. Like all of my reels are back to low numbers because uh, it, they can probably tell I'm downloading them from TikTok or something. But you know, so basically I'm getting robbed all over the place. And while I'm very happy that I made money do- doing this, and most people don't ever get that far, so I am ahead of the game. I realize that, but it's still frustrating when. If, if I got even a fraction of the credit that I should for all the people who have used my videos to make money, I would be well off right now. I'd be like, yeah, maybe I could quit my job. These people have have got so many millions of views from me, and now Instagram's paying them for it, you know? Just like TikTok, too. Remember, we looked at people before. Oh, I have 100,000 followers on TikTok. <laughs> I steal all this guy's videos on yeah. on uh, Instagram. He does great work. I don't have to leave the house. It's like I only went to the park a thousand times to do that. It's like you've done nothing and you're collecting money. And I my thing is I wish Instagram had a way to do something about it, but they seem if you're if you're the victim, they accuse you of don't you dare say anything. You just take it. It's like and there's nothing, if you click on report it, it's like, oh, did it hurt your feelings? Is it a hate crime? Are they racist? It's like, no, they stole my effing video. Well, that's not on there. It's only about feelings and stuff and social ju- justice nonsense. I'm like, that's all they talk about. There's no, you actually stole something and are making money and hurting theirs. Oh, that doesn't matter. Do you feel all right? No, I don't, I don't feel real good about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. yeah, Instagram is slipping all over the place. They're they're getting to be a terrible place, and uh, like I said, I'm happy about my bonus thing, but bonus money that I should have, I'll never get because people will just take my stuff, and it's not going to matter. So somebody else will take it, and and they'll be getting all the bonuses. Well, I'll, I'll get a little bit though, so maybe someday. But I it just kills me. There's no way to do anything about that. It's basically, and it's not like happened once. It's all over the place. I, there was, um, I don't know if it's Spanish or Portuguese, but one of those languages, some girl stole my, uh, my Disney one where I, I pan past all the characters up front for Christmas as they're all wait waving. And, and again, she took the video. There's no credit whatsoever. And she's just taking it as hers. And it's in another language. So I guess she figures it's going to be fine. And again, for Instagram, it is. They don't care. They're not worried about it at all. So if you're a real dirtbag, you may have a future on Instagram. Go steal some stuff. Do whatever you want. Nobody will dare question you. And just, you know, be successful. Don't worry about me. I'll be at the park physically getting the content. (laughs) you know the actual work that's i i I have a feeling that that's why a lot of people um right from the start started putting their their stupid faces in the middle of every video you know and commenting and doing you know what i mean because you can't steal that stuff unless you steal it and like really clip it up and like steal clips of it i have a feeling that's probably Yeah, what saying. happens? I hate that, but yeah, I, I guess know. I got to start putting my face in everything. I guess, I guess that's the only way. <laughs> but that's what some people were telling me because I actually put it in a, in a in a story, you know. And um, I just said, "Great to see other accounts are so successful with my videos." Sad that Instagram does not have any way to stop this kind of thing. 
And I looked at that account. They do it to everybody. They they pretend they don't know whose vid- video yeah. all of them are. And it's like, yeah, you sure are good at that. It's only your hundredth video in a row that you just don't know whose it is. So yeah. And I was gonna say, even uh, paging Mister Morrow was one of the first people that saw it. So just so you know, Instagram. He was considering Instagram big doing more on, on it and that's the exactly kind of thing that big guys like him are going to just not do it because it's yeah it's, they, it's they too, too much stealing going on i talked to him once at the contemporary and showed him you know how i monetized instagram because at that time he only he only had like twenty thousand followers on that but he's you know he gets paid on youtube for yeah. real so but anyway I, I was just sharing you know how out for how how i'm pretty open about everything i i showed him the exactly how much money i was making and did and this and that and but again if i were him he's probably lo- looks at that and goes man instagram you just steal whatever you want but at, at least he's smart he's in all his so. <laughs> yeah that's a part yeah of maybe i'm dumb maybe this whole thing was no a bad I, idea. I just think that it, it's it's kind of evolved to that where you uh you know, there's always somebody out there running a thing, and you know. Yeah, and if anyone ever sees one of my videos out there, it's fine. Don't don't tell me about it because there are people that I let use it. There's there's not a lot. There's probably like five or six people, but I allow some people to use my stuff. You know, and mo- mostly just travel agents and stuff. A handful of them, but nobody big that actually makes money off of. So. Yep. <clears throat> Well, that's uh, what. How's your TikTok been going? Well, that is part of the positive part. My TikTok went over ten thousand. Mm. So, I it took me a couple of days, but I joined the creator fund thing oh, on great. that. Yeah, and great. it'll probably be a while because it takes me a you know a long time to cut to get a video that actually clicks like my video is still the last one was has 300 views the one before it 322 the one before that 312 so i i am a real hit or miss and it's mostly miss but what got me to 10,000 was my video of um hagrid's magical motorbike adventure and i put it up a while on october 26 and it took weeks for it to hit and all of a sudden it hit and took off and it went up to 644,000 views, and that's where most of those, most of my new follows came from. Now, if I would have got that before I monetized, I might have actually seen a few dollars from that. Like I don't know how much. My daughter basically said, "Don't expect too too much," because she probably makes like 800 a month or something in TikTok, but she has 300,000 followers, and they. She's an individual, so they pay her to do sounds and this and that. It's not TikTok paying her that. TikTok barely pays her anything. So I would be on that barely. So she literally said, you know, you might make a few dollars. But still, I was happy to get there. That's a huge milestone because it takes forever to get to 1,000. And then 10,000 is another one. And I don't know. It makes me think uh, maybe my stuff is all right. Yeah. You got there pretty quick, actually. Yeah, I did. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't have, and that it, it actually went over. I'm at ten thousand nine hundred something right now. But again, then it stopped again. I signed up, and it's pretty. It's not stopped. It, it went back to just because people follow you, don't mean they look at your videos. So that's yeah. Bad. 
anyway, based <clears throat> on the people stealing my stuff all the time, I I guess I I'm a presence on TikTok is important. So I'm glad I have it. Yeah, yeah, that's and again, I think you're done. You've done quite well in there. I very impressed by uh, the quality of your videos and what you've done on there. You doesn't seem to you like uh, you put a lot of time into it, but I, you know, I was the one that encouraged you to flesh yourself out a little bit on there. Believe me, I know it takes time and creativity to do some of that stuff. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. You know, it's hit or miss. But uh, it's, that's that's awesome that you're in that creator fund. Yeah, and my my uh, universal's really stagnant. It's still it's still the same as it was weeks ago. Twenty thousand four hundred. Well, I, you know, it, the thing about Universal, I think now that they're over Halloween Horror Nights, I don't think that and they've added uh, some stuff for their Christmas season, but I don't think they promote the heck out of it like they do Halloween Horror Nights. So no. I, I think this is kind of an off season for Universal, you know, and well, it should be an on season. For it me, should though. be. I just need to get there because what I want to do. I think I'm going to go there. I, I have a lot of days off in December. And just because I didn't use my vacation, so I just put it in all over the place. I think I'm going to go there and I'm going to walk the resorts because I saw like uh, a lot of these resorts are beautiful like oh, the, yeah. for Christmas. And even the cheaper ones like Endless oh, Summer even looks awesome. It has wow. really nice trees and all in the yeah. lobby. And I think I'm going to go there and just start walking and visit the hotels for christmas you know um, and try to do some of that i will tell you dockside is a larger resort than surfside so i'll bet you they probably have a little bit more uh going on but i'll bet you surfside's nice too so uh yeah I'd, i i hope you do go there i would love to see what that looks like uh uh, for the holidays i didn't realize they decorated like they don't really talk about it too much they don't promote a lot of uh you know holiday christmas type stuff um you know you don't see a lot of that at all from them and they've actually started to add events and do different things even around the resort they they have some kind of res um event uh there at city walk don't they did you hear about that they did some kind of um uh, i heard a little bit some kind of shopping event or something like that or I, I don't remember what it was but it's almost like a almost looked like it'd be a mini tribute store um section that they have there but they do have a christmas tribute store too and um yeah i'm kind of anxious to see what you find out there and all of their christmas stuff doesn't cost extra it's completely part of your your theme park entry yeah, yeah, we'll be talking about that in future ones because I'm itching to get out there and uh, the the uh, Macy's parade is back and that's always yeah. so nice. It's it's all happened so high above you that no matter the crowd, you can see it fine, you know, and you don't have to be anywhere in particular. And it's always such just such a fun parade. So I do love Universal at the holidays. My daughter went and showed me the tribute store. It looks great this year. Um, so well themed like they they really did a good job with that too so they're really stepping it back up they're in full swing for the ho holidays this year last year they just had the stuff inside of like a sound stage so they could keep you know distance and all that so now they're yeah. back to full on everything so oh, that's good that's good so they don't uh 
let let's just uh, let's just emphasize they don't have anything like Wand Lane or you know they don't have a Disney Lightning Lane or whatever the heck it's called. They do have their own version of Fast Pass, but uh, they don't. You you have a standby and you have a Fast Pass type option, and that's it. So they aren't yeah, faking and the their fast lines. Pass, there's no time. You just go. Yeah. If you have Fast Pass. You have Fast Pass. It's or Express. It's called there. Express pass, yeah, yeah. So, chances are you won't be waiting in line, not moving for forty minutes. No, you shouldn't be. All right, John, is that all you have for social media? Yeah, I think so. Made myself tired with all the complaining. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, where can they find you online to start boosting those numbers up again? Well, if you're looking for videos to steal, you can (laughs) find me at c wdw on instagram and i won't be in them so they'll be great to steal them there and use them for whatever you want then c.wdw tiktok c.wdw on facebook c.uo on instagram c.wdw on uh youtube all right and you can find me at the giant rat t-h-e-e giant rat on instagram and on tiktok All right, so we will be back next week. We will see you then.